Hey, what is happening? TNA Impact, October 1st, 2005. This is the show we're gonna be covering. This is the debut of Impact Wrestling on Spike TV. This was my first ever show out of Impact Wrestling that I saw. So this is a very special show to me. So let's go back in time. On 2005, I was not watching American Pro Wrestling. I was only watching World Wrestling Council and IWA Puerto Rico. And obviously, IWA Puerto Rico did have a relationship with TNA Impact Wrestling. So I was aware of a couple of talent that he TNA had on the roster. Therefore, when I heard the news that they were going to be debuting on Spike TV... I signed up and I did have a great time. I saw it obviously with a couple of my friends and we stuck together to watch DNA Impact Wrestling for like three years in a row. So this was a great time to be an Impact fan. So hopefully this does translate on this video. So this video is going to be a lot of fun. So obviously this show opened up with a video package of the key personnel on Impact Wrestling. Obviously, they opened up with their golden boy, AJ Styles, who at that time had the X Division title. Also, they showcased the Naturals, who had the tag team belts, and the main event uh, title was held at that time by Jeff Jarrett. Therefore, they used him in order to attract more people because he was well known into the American mainstream wrestling audience. The show, right out of the bat, I was like in love due to the entrance. I, I am a 90s kid, therefore I did grow up watching Power Rangers. So that type of entrance is right up my alley. Also, I did enjoy the six-sided ring and the double entrance a lot so first thing first we got the first match of the evening we got the phenomenal one AJ Styles when he was young and uber athletic versus Roderick Strong this was a four minute match obviously a showcase type of match we saw some of the key moves out of AJ Styles and we also saw a couple of backbreakers out of Roderick as, as strong during the match christopher daniels ended up walking into the arena and i was like already like whoa i know this guy this guy used to wrestle for iwa puerto rico so there is a match and this is a little bit of a hidden gem if you have a little bit of time go ahead and search for this christopher daniels versus sro and you're gonna find a very good TV match out of this too. So I was already sold on Christopher Daniels. So, uh, by the way, they, during this time, ended up planting the seed to their match that was gonna be happening at Bound for Glory, a show that I already covered this year. And I'm gonna be putting a card up in the top of the screen right now. Also, at the finish of the match, we saw AJ Styles hitting the Styles Clash for the victory so good tv match good opener you know kind of letting people know hey this is our take on professional wrestling this is the atmosphere of the impact zone so please keep watching 
next they did a little bit of a showcase clip with the alpha male Monty Brown, someone who is a upper coming into the main event and scene. So therefore he was sell as one of those key personnel. Keep that in mind. Also, he ended up having a little bit of a promo with the franchise Jane Douglas with Monty Brown saying that now Spike TV is Serengeti TV. We also have Raven having a, you know a brawl and hitting people on the back with a you know, garbage can and Ladis Abisco being all triggered and getting into a little bit of a feud, verbal feud with Raven. Next we got the second match of the evening. Monty Brown versus Lex Lovett. A short match, a squash match. We saw obviously Monty Brown hitting two to three move and then hitting the bounce on Lex for the victory. Next we got the best match of the evening. We got the Canadian Destroyer, Petey Williams versus Alex Shelley versus Chris saving in a three-way match. They went for around 10 minutes. By the way, this match is on the best of the exhibition DVD volume 2. So I was already have watched this match a couple of times. Obviously, they did the usual exhibition type of stuff, but they managed to put over Chris Saving as one of those key people you should be looking for because he was gonna get pushed. Obviously, he won with the cradle shot. And obviously, since they were going on TV, they must show the Canadian Destroyer. So, Petey Williams hit the Canadian Destroyer on Chris Saban. A move that I have heard about, but I have never seen. During this time, I was on college, but I'm, you know, I'm not a person with a lot of money. Therefore, I did not have a computer or internet at home. So when I heard I watched this first, I was like, yo, yo, I need to look for this shit and show people that type of stuff. So obviously when I joined college during that summer, then I was already, you know, like glued to my 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 computer, my PC during that time in October. Obviously talking on forums like PWS forums. I used to be one of those people who was there. Next, we got, oh boy, we got Tito Ortiz showing up and having a little bit of a talk with Ladis Abisco when they went behind the scenes. So you got like the franchise change Douglas being like a reporter or something like that. So if you think that TNA is new with their love of MMA people, you are dead wrong ever since the beginning. They have some sort of affliction and appreciation for MMA fighters. Therefore, they always try to, you know, showcase them at least once or twice in a year. Next, we got the main event of the evening. Keep in mind, this show was an hour-long show. We got Rhino versus Jeff Hardy. This was one of the last Jeff Hardy matches on TNA during his first original run. The match ended up being an a contest. Abyss, the real Abyss, showed up 
and he ended up uh, brawling with Rhino, brawling with Jeff Hardy. Obviously, at that time, I was glued to my my seat because I already knew Abyss, who had a really solid run here in Puerto Rico. So then the lights went out, and guess who showed up? None other than Sabu, and he went to town with a chair throwing them all to, to all the other opponents with obviously Mike Tenay on the boot putting over that they're gonna be wrestling each other at Bound for Glory in a four-way dance in the second ever Monsters Ball match. Went up being a really solid match. One of those solid, solid early days impact matches. So at the end we saw Jeff Hardy and... Sabu standing tall. Then we were shown some indie footage from BCW. That's the promotion that Scott Damore runs. That's the same promotion. Impact Wrestling sometimes do shows with them. So they will show how Jeff Jarrett took the title away from Raven in a type of a screw job X scenario because he ended up aligning himself with American Most Wanted and Team Canada and Scott Damore. So then we got the, you know, last segment of the show. We got the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jeff Jarrett, rocking sauna white jeans. And I was like, yo, this is right at home. <laughs> Jeans that I was wearing during that time. So shout out <laughs> to that fashion during that the, the mid 2000. So obviously Jeff Jarrett did his stick. Then he called out Scott Damore. He went ahead and cut a little bit of a promo. Something that I did not know was that Scott Damore was a rookie. But he came across as someone who had been in the business for like 5 or 10 years. So I didn't notice that he was nervous or anything like that. Something that later down the line you learn. Then obviously the three like crew showed up. Conan, R-Truth and BG James. In order to confront Jeff Jarrett saying, hey, you're full of crap and what you're claiming that you're the champion, you're not the champion, you're, you did not create created TNA on your own. This was created what, by the workers and by the fans. So obviously they got into a big brawl. Then Team Canada ended up showing up and attacking three like crew. So the fix was like six or seven people versus three. So they were in a disadvantage during that time. So guess who showed up? Team 3D showed up on their Impact debut. Obviously someone who were part of a SmackDown a couple of months prior to that, but they were, you know, throwing to the mid-card mid -mid hell. Therefore, they decided to jump ship to TNA. Impact and there did they debut most likely one of my favorite tag team at that time. Obviously, they show up to even the score, but Jeff Jarrett ended up trying to hide like like a coward or something like that. Then he was confronted by big sexy Kevin Natch. And 
oh boy, he went ahead and received a jackknife power bomb to end the show. And obviously, Kevin Nash ended up cutting a promo to close the show. Thoughts on this? Really, really good opening and really solid finish. Obviously, they created two things during that finish. They remind that Jeff Jarrett was going to be facing Kevin Nash at the main event of Bound Glory, a match that did not happen due to Kevin Nash having a mini heart attack. But also, they did another cliffhanger to the next week episode of Impact Wrestling, which the main event was Team 3D versus America's Most Wanted for the first time ever. The only thing that I kept on the back of my mind was where was Samoa Joe? I think he was already part of the show during that time. So I don't know why he wasn't show during that episode, but maybe he was somehow injured or something along those lines. So therefore they were they did not show him or tease him since obviously he wrestled at Bamford Glory 2005, but I, that would be the only thing that I would have done a little bit different. Do a little bit of a tease of Samoa Joe debuting on Bamford Glory 2005. So if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy this podcast, let me know in the comment section below because I am open to the suggestion to keep reviewing more impact shows from the past. So. Let me know in the comment section below and I will see you next time. Goodbye and thanks for watching and listening.